case you were wondering, and you weren't. Join us tonight at First Chance, Last Chance on 16th in Ybor City for the Apple a Day Ugly Holiday Sweater Party. Celebrity bartenders, silent auction, and you'll help us raise money so that we can bring iPads to kids who have to go through chemotherapy, which means the world of difference. I always tell those kids, I wish I was smart enough to have stayed in school and figured out how to cure cancer, but... Let's be frank, I'm not, so my best role is uh, as a facilitator on the radio so that people can donate their money and then these kids can get iPads during their treatment. I truly believe a cure for cancer does exist. It's just not financially viable yet for the healthcare industry to have it. You Once think, it is, they'll have it. Do you think they've discovered it? Oh, yeah. Do you think it's just, just there's something on earth that it's very simple, or do you think there's this is not something we're supposed to have a cure for, and we're going to be able to treat it and make your you know, quality of life, but there's just some things that we just don't have control over. My true belief, and I don't have any medical data to back this up, my true belief is that between 10 and 20 years ago, they did a lot of research on sharks who don't get cancer, and they figured out a compound or some way that they could get that to humans so that we wouldn't get cancer also. But because cancer is such a billion-dollar industry for the healthcare industry, it's not profitable for them to have a cure for it yet. And, of course, we all know that they choose profits over human lives because that's great, right? I, I understand that, but I, I feel like with cancer, it's affected. Anybody who's making money off of whatever, chemo, they have somebody in their life that's oh, sure. had cancer. And I I I'd like to think that that these people want to see a cure. I just don't think they've been able to figure it out yet. I think there are people in the medical profession who want to see a cure. Don't get me wrong. I don't think everybody who works there is evil. But I think your and I don't want to call any of the pharmaceutical companies out by name because I'm not looking for a lawsuit. But your your board, uh, your CEO, and everybody who sits on the board up there, they absolutely have sold their souls to making money off of people's diseases and misery and profiting off of people who probably should be able to get some sort of free health care. You know, I don't want to turn this into Obamacare or anything like that, but that should be a right we all have as Americans is free health care. They've got it in Canada. There's no reason with what we earn and what we put back into our tax system that we all shouldn't be able to go to a doctor when we're sick and get free treatment, free quality treatment. But we can't seem to get that right, and I don't know why and I don't know how. So, again, I'm a commentator. That's been a message from Blue Drew. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about that during open enrollment, like which was last week, right? I look at all the options and I go, sure would kick ass if we lived in a country where this was all, you know, you didn't even have to go through this. They're like, look, you need glasses? Awesome. You pay half, we pay half. You're good. Oh, all right. That seems fair. You, have, you guys bought glasses lately? Uh, I just made my appointment. They are very expensive. But you, you think about it. You wear them every single day I know. for most of the day. Yep. You break it down to what you're probably paying for a day. It's a it's a very good deal. Uh, well, I wouldn't go so far as to say a very good deal. I mean, if you have to pay 500 for your glasses that last a year, two right. years, three years, right. it's a hell of a steal. I know. I, I After I went to the optometrist with my son, I, I called my mom and I'm like, uh, man, I'm so sorry for every pair of glasses that I ever broke. Cause I, <laughs> I, back then, it wasn't that much money. It was like maybe $100, but you'd sit them down somewhere and then sit on them or step on them. She should apologize for passing down poor vision to her son. Mm. Oh, that's a good point. I know.
you do feel parental guilt when you're when you're at the optometrist and you realize, well, you probably have bad eyes. Uh, I don't. I almost didn't want to tell my mom about my cholesterol because I don't want them feeling guilty. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, but the, you know when she asks how it is, I go, oh, you know, I think you know how it is. But you're treating it, right? Oh yeah. 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 Oh sure. What are you doing? What kind of treatments oh, you got? Oh, steel cut oats every morning. I just I eat the hell out of those things every day. It's got to be bringing my cholesterol mm. down. Are you getting it tested again anytime? Yeah. Soon? Oh, for sure. Oh. Absolutely. <laughs> Tomorrow. You go right in there tomorrow morning and get that tested so they can tell me that I once again have high cholesterol and put me on some medication that shuts down half my liver. Oh, no. Uh, we're looking for awkward Thanksgiving fights at 727-579-1025 and 800-771-1025. Uh, this one was over uh, over the football, uh, the, the anthem protest. Um, a North Carolina dude arrested because, well, he shot... His son. <laughs> I'll repeat. He shot his son, Jorge Luis Valencia La Madrid, age 51, of Cary, North Carolina, charged with felony count of assault with a deadly weapon inflicting serious injury. Cops responded to a call about an argument and a gunshot. It followed a physical incident during dinner. Mr. Esteban Valencia had been drinking, had a physical altercation with several people inside the home, was asked to leave the home after his dad went for his shotgun. And uh, then uh, I guess they went outside. Dude started throwing patio furniture at the at the home, and then he threw a water bo- bottle at his dad, hitting him in the hand and leg, and that's when his dad shot his uh, son. See, that's, I mean, there was obviously an origin for it, but sometimes the fight just gets so out of hand that you're responding to the fight, not actually what started the fight. Sure. Like, once you start throwing patio furniture, you know, you might get shot. But that, the patio furniture was being flung because they were having a debate about guys taking a knee for the anthem. That's exactly it. Because they be because neither side can understand the other side. By the way, he said he didn't mean to shoot his son. He said right. when he threw the water bottle at him, he kind of squeezed the trigger. Yeah. Nobody really means to shoot their son, do they? Yeah. They, sometimes. Really? Oh, sure. Well, uh, sometimes they got it coming. Yeah. Like instead of a of a water bottle, if he threw a knife, you shoot your son. Can you still be a good father and shoot your kids? Yes. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it just simply like that. Yeah. What if your yeah. kid was in a, you know, causing a bunch of trouble? I, unless your son has a gun in his hand, no. Uh, you're you're not a good dad if you shoot your kid. Unless he has a gun in his hand and he's gonna shoot someone else, or if he's gonna hurt a baby. You know, if you your grandkid, like say your 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 kid goes crazy. This is a horrible situation. All to right, think I'm about. listening. I'm listening. But but suppose your your kid goes crazy. And he's got your grandkid in a headlock, and he's like, I'm going to kill this kid. Pop his head right off. I'm going to pop his head right off. Good. Thank you. And, and then then I think you can you can shoot your, your kid and still be considered a, a good, good father. But if you well, if you raise your kid right, he's probably not going <laughs> to. That's the catch-22. He's, he's probably not going to want to pop the head off of his infant son or daughter. There, there had to be some good political arguments at Thanksgiving to the point where, where somebody goes, I, I'm leaving. Yeah, I think people probably uh, left. I think people probably stormed off in a huff. Oh, yeah, like that. Maybe had to take a moment in the kitchen with a glass of wine or something. Because, again, we now know everything we think on things because of Facebook and Twitter and social media. We go, oh, I didn't know before that you were uh, pro uh, the freedom to kneel. But now I know that about you, you liberal snowflake pussy. And then, well, I didn't know you were opposed to that, you uh, Nazi racist scumbag orange Cheeto head. And then you go, well, screw you. Well, screw you, too. Yeah, we're not allowed to talk about politics at uh, Thanksgiving because, uh, 
you know, my aunt doesn't like the climate of, you know, politics right now. And she's very upset because if you remember, she's the one that booked that uh, that Econo Lodge for she thought it was going to be Hillary's inaugur- inauguration, I think. And so, uh, yeah, still wow. upset about that. Well, is, are there family are there family members that are that are happy with um with 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 Donnie? Um, probably out of the, the 15 people that are at our house or at my aunt's house. Um, only my aunt's husband, I think, leans leans to the right. right. So uh, when they start going in, he just kind of buries his head and uh, you know references the O'Reilly factor and the, the how good Fox News used to be. You know what's funny is uh, my mom's as left as your family and everything, and and my dad used to back in the Reagan era, he would be quite the Republican. You know what I mean? He would express some conservative ideology, uh, but but as as my mom's fervor has risen in the current administration, my dad's is. <laughs> I don't. I don't hear him talking about politics a lot, which is very, very smart. We didn't get together with anybody for Thanksgiving, but we just had the wedding. Uh, you know, my brother's wedding, where a lot of family got together, including my fiance's parents, who are about as left leaning as possible, and my dad specifically, who is a right winger, big time. And I mean, they would get together, and as soon as the conversation starts sparking, I just have to run away. And I mean, they're under strict, you know, guidelines not to bring it up but it yeah. but it does happen i would say you're doing yourself no favors if you allow political talk at your thanksgiving dinner or christmas no favors well, whatsoever. sometimes you got to talk about the issues uh no no you don't you, you don't need to express to others how you feel and you don't need to know how they feel See, you're not going to change anybody's mind i try to talk about politics if we don't then my mom just looks at the calendar and tries to figure out when all the birthdays are and when we're all going to get together for family vacation so i try to keep it off that and more everybody can start going at each other and i can sneak out the patio door Drew Gravel Live, who are you? How's it, Ben? Hey, Ben, what's up, buddy? Hey, uh, yeah, I actually had a, a pretty good uh, little argument at my Thanksgiving dinner. There we go. All right. What, you, what, what went on? What went down? It was more of me actually trolling my cousin, who's a new uh, college student. She's a, a newly formed feminist. Can I just ask you... Trolling is fine for the internet, I suppose. I'll do it every once in a while. Like yesterday, I tweeted out that I bought a pair of front row seats to the Elton John concert just because I knew some people would go, it's canceled, er, er, er. and sure enough, they did. But in real life, why troll? Why not let her believe the strong beliefs that she has, and then you have the beliefs that you have? Why poke at her? Well, because it's my cousin, and that's what you're supposed to do. You're, but you're not, like, really. So, I mean, I guess you're supposed to do that if you're a dickhead, which you might be. I don't know anything about you. I think he's got a point, though. But, but you know, you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to tolerate others and have an environment of camaraderie. But anyway, tell me what you did to the feminazi. <laughs> All right. So she was giving kind of like a sort of little speech about how 75% of women who are murdered uh, are murdered by their partner. And I said, well, that's terrible. It sounds like 75% of women should have shut up. And she left. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, she sounds like she was pushing her agenda on on the whole whole group. Was this before or after dinner? It was after dinner. Oh, after dinner. She was looking for her out. Yeah, you gave her a nice way out of there. Uh, I mean, I... Okay, you be you, guy. Yeah, sure, and it's a hilarious joke too, because because uh, women getting murdered by men. Is that's that a funny. is that a walkout is that a walkout statement? Uh, is that a walkout joke? 
Yeah, I think so. From a cousin, that's a walkout. I mean, that's the thing. I don't know this guy, but I would. I mean, that that's clearly a. I think it's a joke. Right, but if I'm this guy's cousin and I know he's prone to saying stupid crap like that anyway, and I take my feminist rights very seriously, if I'm his cousin, then I'm just waiting for this dildo to say something like that so I can bounce and then uh, go tell my fellow uh, feminist friends about him. You ever make out with this cuzzo before? Oh, that's a weird question. No. What do you mean weird, weird. question? Jeez. Who hasn't made out with Seriously. a cousin, dude? Not weird for this show. Yeah. Yeah, no. Oh, we're weird. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, that guy's making jokes about uh, about uh, OJ going all uh, Denise Brown. You know what? I we're bet, weird. Nicole Brown. Sorry, Nicole Brown. More people made out with their cousins than made their cousins walk out of dinner. Probably right. I hope I'm right. First cousins? Um, You mm. know, a cousin's a cousin. First, second, third. They're just a friend at this point. Third cousin is just a friend. Yeah, oh yeah. I don't think I ever made out with a cousin. I, I had attraction with a couple of cousins, but never, uh, never a makeout. You would know if you made out with a cousin. Eh, I wanted to very badly at Mystery Funhouse when I was twelve, and my older cousin who I met for the first time was like sixteen or seventeen. Yeah, I was like, oh man. I would imagine a lot of young men's first, like not like love, but like lust, is usually like a cousin or something. Yeah. Yeah. My next door neighbor, my babysitter, she was uh, like two years older, three years older, and oh, yeah. for years that was like nice hoots. No, no skinny, uh, but, uh, you know, she drove me to school when she was a senior and I was a sophomore, and every day I'd be like, yeah. Oh, yeah? Did you ever reach no, over, give her the uh, Garabo special? Uh, yeah, Hot cousins are dangerous. <laughs> True Garabo Live, hello. Hot cousins hey, what's are dangerous. Up? Hey, what's up there, Fruitcake? Hey, man, I'm calling from the 239. Uh, that's down there by uh, Fort Myers area, Venice, uh, if I'm yep, not mistaken, man. Cape Coral. Check it out. I love your show. No, man, I live in Lehigh. But here's what I'm calling about the gun issue. You know, the father shooting his son. Oh, okay. I mean, we didn't want to make it a gun issue, but okay, sure. But you know what? I was raised around a lot of weapons. Uh And here's the thing. You never pulled a weapon out in anger. No, I think you're confusing with the uh, Oasis song, Don't Look Back in Anger. I think that's what you're thinking of. It's a great song, and I can understand why you would think that. No, I'm not really thinking that. I'm just telling you. You have to respect weapons, and you never pull a gun out in a weapon. Or, I mean, in in anger. You just don't do it. What do you respect more, a weapon or your son? Well, I respect my son for sure more. Mm -hmm. But that's the thing. If you teach your son to never pull a weapon out, on your son, then you will never pull a weapon out on your son. You know, this guy's really got yeah, a point, guys. Yeah. Totally got a point. But what if he was standing up for those liberal snowflake pussies that were kneeling for our flag? Then I think you should probably pull a gun on him, right? Nah, dude, listen to me. Here's how I feel about those people. Please. You just have to figure this out. This is America. We live in America. All right, slow down. And it's a great country. All right. And our flag is beautiful. Okay. And... If, if you want to be one of those people that just, like, want to, you know, bow down, then, see, I have family, and I have people that served in the military, yep. and I was taught, and I was raised, yep. and I was taught to respect them. Yep. That's the problem with America today. These kids aren't taught to respect anything. You know, I think if we spanked them more, they'd probably respect a lot more. I always say, if you're not spanking your kid, you're not loving your kid. You don't spank, he won't thank, and then you shoot him. <laughs> you don't have to shoot him if you spank him. That's that's what they say. <laughs> thank you, man. You know I appreciate the fatherhood advice. 
Thank you, guys. Have a good day, man. Love the show. Thanks, buddy. That is probably true. That guy that shot his son, if he would have been a better yep. father and disciplined his yep. child properly over yep. the years, he wouldn't have been forced to shoot him on Thanksgiving. 100% of parents who spank their kids never end up having to shoot their kids on Thanksgiving. 100%. It's going to be a magnificent day on the phones, I can tell. I love it already. 727-579-1025. I think we already have our clip of the day uh, ending with that guy saying if you don't. I mean, if you, if you shoot, spank him, you don't have to shoot him. It does make sense. I don't know if that's you know done a clinical trial or anything, but I, yeah. I like it. Focus groups and whatnot. Uh, we'll come back and run through some news stories. We did not get to this yesterday, but uh, it is news about your dog. If you think that your dog, which may be cute, may be charming, but if you think your dog is one of the most intelligent creatures on the planet, I've got some very bad news for you next on Drew Garabo Live, and it's going to lead to a shout-out you're sexy. Uh, when you think of the perfect gift for the holidays, you might not think of an electric toothbrush. I'm not saying you necessarily should. I'd like you to keep your mind open to the Quip electric toothbrush, one of the most gift-guided gifts of the season, and here's why. It's perfect for everyone with a mouth, and it's something that you'll use twice a day. Traveling for the holidays? Great. Take your quip. It makes traveling clean and easy with a multi-use cover that'll mount to mirrors and unmounts to slide over the bristles for on-the-go brushing. You don't even need a big old clunky charger. It runs for three months on one charge. That's why I love Quip, and that's why they have over 5,000 verified five-star reviews. Quip looks like a big-ticket tech gift with a stocking stuffer price starting at just 25 bucks. And if you go to getquip.com slash thebone right now, you'll get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. But you don't have to tell your giftee that. It's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash thebone. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.